Hi, how are you? Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to see you. Welcome to Light Not Might. This is the podcast for Open Up with Danielle Day. This YouTube channel has gone through a little bit of a transformation, you may have noticed. Our live stream here of the podcast celebrates that we are no longer self-identifying as Open Up Yoga Teacher Training with Danielle Day. No, it's Open Up with Danielle Day. And the reason we broadened our scope a little bit is that yoga is something dear to my heart and it is central to my purpose and my dharma and everything that I've done in my life for like the last 15 years. But these days, in this current moment in which we find ourselves, it's just a little bit smaller in the grand scheme of things. The grand scheme of things is that you're still at home. It's been like a year that you have been in your house. And people like myself, a light worker, a yoga teacher, a lifestyle coach, a former social worker, someone who's been on the path with only one goal in mind, which is to help you have more fun, help you achieve greater peace and ease in your life. <sighs> The idea here is that we can have some fun thinking about Mother Nature as a life coach to give you some strategies for living with greater peace and ease, no matter what you're up against. I like to say light, not might, because light represents your true purpose and the fact that by virtue of being a human being, you have available to you so many choices as to how your vibration shows up in the world. You have so many choices as to what you choose to do with the time that has been given. And might represents hesitation, getting in your own way, or getting a little bit angry with your dukes up. I shared in the last episode that it's come to my attention that it is time for me to take ownership of my very specific journey in terms of my brain chemistry and the gifts it has afforded me as well as the things that it's caused in terms of struggle and strife. I, I self-identify as um, having bipolar disorder too, which means that I am a magic person, a fearless and peerless public speaker, and a real dynamic person able to accomplish great things, but that it also gets in my way sometimes. And it's led to being angry a lot of the time. And all the yoga and all the meditation and all the nutrition and the exercise and the serving at, uh, for the greater good and, and really showcasing living in the light. <sighs> well, I've been up against some brain chemistry and that's been a challenge, but it's come to my attention so very recently that choosing a different path for my nutrition has been the magic antidote. It's been the secret that I can't wait to share with you. Mother Nature as a life coach. The memo here is that she's the opposite of society. She's the opposite of screen time. She's the opposite of the human constructs surrounding the way in which daily life is organized in the 21st century around social media, work from home, technology, screen time, 
Mother Nature is the opposite of all that. Mother Nature is your birthright, how you were put together at the moment of your conception and your journey on this earth, navigating through all of the ups, downs, and in-betweens, taking full advantage of the five elements in Chinese five element theory, fire, metal, as personified by crystals, wood, like the forest, earth, as in the mountains, and water, as in oceans, lakes, and rivers. And so when you think about these concepts, you feel better, don't you? Just right away, just saying those words, fire, crystals, trees, mountains, and the lakes and rivers and oceans. Like right away, your brain is transported into something a little more akin to being human, your primal place in the cosmos on this big spinning planet going around the sun. So I'm excited to share with you one of Mother Nature's strategies for helping you achieve greater clarity, peace, and ease. And if you're like me, it's a strategy to help manage brain chemistry. And for anybody who self-identifies as struggling, uh, feeling a little bit manic or depressed or anxious, this is a content for you. So I'm so happy that you stopped by. I'm so glad that the magic of the algorithm of YouTube has brought us together for this time. I'm so grateful that my husband helps me produce these. It's a series of 20. You don't have to watch them in any specific order. And today I'm glad that we found each other and let's get started. Hopefully you have a cup of tea handy and the yogi tea that we love so much, always has a little fortune on it. So let's see what it says today. I made the tea and I didn't even read this. Okay, so it says, socialize with compassion, kindness, and grace. Well, this is a real social occasion for myself and for my husband. We love making this piece. It's about three o'clock on a Sunday, which means we're going to definitely socialize for happy hour afterwards. But right now we're in this nice time where we get to hold space and hopefully help you expand your mind and your consciousness and your ideas a little bit about what's possible for you as a human being on the earth in the 21st century. So I'm so grateful we're together. So again, cheers. Have a sip. Okay, let's let's get you squared away. Sit up a little bit taller just to get going. Relax your shoulders back and down. We like to say, lift your heart a little bit higher. And that way, immediately, you're kind of in this Superman pose, you know, where you just like, da-da-da, feel a little more powerful. Put your feet flat. Maybe turn your palms up for receiving. Put them in your lap. I like to make a mudra. Mudra means yoga for your hands. And let's create this. Put your thumbs together and then set your palms so that one's on top of the other. Kind of hold it at your solar plexus. This is a little bit of a mudra for some personal power. It's camping out here at your third chakra. That's the place where you are harnessing the power of your volition. It's where ego lives. And that's not a bad thing. It's about your get up and go and show up in the world. So hopefully you feel like you're fine tuning this when you put your thumbs a little forward. So close your eyes. <sighs> empty your lungs and then just watch as your lungs naturally fill back up. And as you exhale, notice the effortless rhythm at the bottom of this wave that crashes down. As you inhale, feel the rise like it's a tide of the ocean. 
And as you exhale, imagine that the tide is rolling out. Tide rolls in. Tide rolls out. And open your eyes. All right. So we take about an hour in these conversations, and I just love the thought that maybe you are puttering around your house getting some chores done, or maybe you're like on a walk, and this is just something to put between your two ears so that you're not thinking all the time about struggles or strife or worry or what's next or what was past. You know, being in your body in this moment right now is exactly about being on the breath that you're on right now. And the moment that you're able to look inside and notice the breath that's happening right now, you're no longer reaching for something in the past or planning something for the future. You're no longer attaching to stories or narrative or plans or ideas or opinions. And and when that happens, you really don't have the ability to worry or stress out. You just are going from the human doing to a human being. Well, I'm excited to tell you about a huge transformation that I've made in my own lifestyle that has contributed 100% to this kind of clarity. So much so, and it's been so dramatic, so much so that I'm starting to really not so much turn away from the yoga precepts that promised this clarity, that promised liberation from suffering, but I've seen it as a way to fast track it. That's the memo here. I'm super excited. I can't wait to tell you. So now that we've taken a second to get in our bodies, get in our breath, and we've had some tea, let's take another sip and we'll get started. And again, this is about an hour, so I have my watch going so that you don't have to worry. And that I know when we'll stop. And taking a little bit of time out for yourself Right away, whatever it is that your heart desires, you're on the right track. Understand that happiness is at the heart of self-care and self-care is the vehicle to happiness. So you're doing the right things. Okay. All right. So let's think about it this way. Mother nature. I'm talking about the forces that put your body together in this moment in time where you live. Okay. Not so much your name, your occupation, your status, your gender, or things that you ascribe to in terms of like your identity. No, I'm talking about the fact that you are occupying a human body. Now, this is kind of like a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy stemming back into our evolution. So Mother Nature, when she put you together, kind of hardwired you for some certain things. And we understand that part of the monkey mind has to do with analyzing, planning, and predicting, and really having learned through the shaping of, you know, behavioral psychology of where you found food, how you're going to get food, you know, rewards, punishments, all of that Skinner stuff in terms of basic behavioral psychology that helps us understand that everyone's looking for the rewards and trying to avoid the punishments, okay? Well, you're also assembled in a way to deal with the environment when it comes to your sources of survival, like nutrition. Now, if you think about it, when people were cavemen and they were hunters and gatherers, your life was very different than it is today. And that's a little bit of our issue. That's the disconnect and our diseases of civilization, like diabetes and heart disease and what we call pre-diabetes, the metabolic syndrome X 
everything from Alzheimer's and and asthma and the the whole insulin resistance problem of our modern diets and how it affects our bodies, leading to things like cancer and all the atherosclerosis, hardening of the arteries, high blood pressure, heart disease, and all of that. You were created to live in kind of a different scenario than the one you're finding yourself in right now. So I've got some science to share with you. I've got some information to share with you. I've got some exciting concepts to share with you. And I just am so grateful for the chance to to tell you about it because I think anybody who sets out to make a podcast or write a book or really just show up in the world is is saying, I'm going to create the kind of content that I wish I had. I'm going to take what I've learned and fashion it into something to offer other people because I'm just grateful that I found it and I want to pass it on to you. So don't let science bum you out. I think a lot of times when we're confronted with things like anatomy and or physiology, we get a little bit frazzled because of how we were taught science in school. And maybe that went well for you. Maybe it didn't. But don't stress out. I'm going to make it really simple. And I've got tons of resources to share with you so that you can get a sense of where this information is coming from. So... Mother Nature. She's the opposite of society. Society, I want you to think about as your current modern era in which you find yourself in the 21st century. But your body is a throwback from eons ago when life looked a whole lot different and survival took a whole lot of different kinds of energy than it does today. And you know this to be true. You know this to be true. So now if you're somebody who is seeking the kind of clarity and seeking the kind of stress reduction and seeking all the health benefits that are promised to us through the traditions of yoga and meditation and Tai Chi and fitness and wellness and nutrition in general, then this is for you. I have a fast track idea. Put yourself in the mindset of your brain. Your brain is the most important organ of your whole body because it tells your heart to beat and it helps organize all the other cellular processes. There are basically 10 different systems going on in your body, ranging everything from your skin, the integumentary system, to your cardiovascular system, to your reproductive system, to your digestive system, to your endocrine system, to your system of elimination, to your system of reproduction. You know, there's so many systems, respiratory, uh, that are going on that a wonderful thing for us to think about is, okay, the brain's kind of the command center of all of these, right? Well, your brain needs energy, to run and it has some choices and I want to tell you about them. The standard American diet as prescribed by the United States Department of Agriculture as enforced by the system, the nutritionists, the dietitians, people whose scope of practice and training affords them the opportunity and the authority to speak from this sciencey place that you should be having 40 to 60% of your calories coming from carbohydrates. Okay, that's an idea that definitely is of the modern era. Think about it. We didn't really start planting stuff until pretty recently. 
And big companies like Kellogg's inventing breakfast cereal, indoctrinating into your thinking from very early on that breakfast is the most important meal of the day and that a hearty breakfast starts with a bunch of grains, you know, sugar. Please understand that when we became not hunter-gatherers but farmers, everything shifted. We started growing crops, becoming, instead of nomadic, sedentary, and then building hierarchical societies around that concept. And here we are today. Think about it. The cheaper food to manufacture has to do with potatoes, rice, beans, pasta, grains. Basically, when your body takes in potatoes, rice, beans, pasta, grains, it's converted very quickly to sugar. And the sugar that is running your brain, if this is the kind of food you eat, is glucose. Think about how your brain, when it needs food, yeah, it absorbs the glucose and gets things done. And that's how we're taught from a very young age in America to eat. 60% of your calories coming from bread, cereal, basically potatoes, rice, beans, pasta, and grains. Now, before we started planting stuff, you were eating a lot of game and fish and vegetables grown above the ground. And that's a really nice source of fuel. If you've heard of keto, you've heard that it's kind of like Atkins. Well, I'm here to tell you that's actually not true. Your brain has a preferred source of fuel called ketones that are the result of your body converting fat to energy. So given the choice, your brain prefers this primal source of fuel that's the result of you restricting sugar, restricting carbohydrates. And a lot of people think, oh, well, it's Atkins. You're saying eat meat till you puke. That's actually not true. Your cells will convert excess protein, the amino acids that are the building blocks of protein. Your cells will convert excess protein into glucose. So it's as if you ate sugar. And that's a drag, isn't it? Here you're thinking, oh my gosh, I have been avoiding bread, potato, rice, bean products, pasta, these things that you know are really the foundation of the standard American diet, only to ingest chicken and protein powders and protein shakes and Greek yogurt and chicken breast, boneless, skinless chicken breast, till the cows come home... And then you eat cows, you eat beef, you eat steak, and you eat jerky. And you're like, guess what? If you're just eating a bunch of protein, again, your cells are going to convert the excess into glucose. So it's as though you ate potatoes, rice, beans, bread, and pasta, and you didn't even get to have toast. So what's a body to do? Well, you know, about 10 to 12 years ago, depending on when you really want to acknowledge this kind of like making the big splash, the keto lifestyle has been kind of reimagined. It was invented in the 1920s as a way to cure epilepsy. And it's been dramatically effective for helping people with bipolar disorder because it kind of slows down the process of your brain. And here's the thing. It's 70% fat. It's 25% protein and it's 5% carbs. And that's how I've been eating 
I lost four pounds since our broadcast last weekend because another practice in the keto lifestyle is also intermittent fasting where you narrow the window that you're eating so that your body, again, has to run your brain. And if you're not taking in sugar, what's it going to do? It's going to convert the fat in your cells to the fuel your brain wants. And that fuel source is called ketones. And every nutritionist is going to stop you and say, hey, we're worried about um, ketoacidosis. Well, that's a pretty extreme result that hardly ever happens. So I want you to put that out of your mind. And then every nutritionist is going to stop you and go, hey, but you're going to miss out on all of these nutrients. You know what? We're Americans. We are not going to starve. And we are very almost incapable of becoming malnourished. We should all be more worried about storing too much fat instead of not getting enough vitamin A, for God's sakes. So so this whole thing, like from the depression, was like, yeah, people were not getting the nutrients, the micronutrients, the macronutrients. They, they were starving. And so the USDA and the food pyramid situation came in to like help address healthy nutrition so people would get what they need. Well, we've always had what we need in the 20th century and definitely the 21st century. So maybe we shouldn't panic so much about not getting all of our vitamins and stuff. You know, we're fine. We're fine. We have so many supplements and multivitamins and, you know, you just breathe in and out in North America and you're pretty much going to be fine. You know, this is true. So the fun to share with you in this moment, is a little bit of a testimonial here, you know, um, I was cutting back on carbohydrates and I was exercising a whole lot more, just taking better care of myself since I kind of turned a page on my lifestyle in October. And I was getting pretty good results, losing about a pound a week. And then I got a hold of some information that just blew my mind, changed my life. And I got on the stick and I'm seeing such great results and I am feeling better. And you know what? My brain feels a lot more peaceful a lot more calm, like I've been meditating. Like, and, and I do yoga every day, and I run pretty much every day, and I eat healthy. Yeah, I do. But it wasn't until I went from being a sugar burner to being a fat-adapted fat burner as an athlete and a human that I finally feel at peace. No longer, you know, thinking about things that make me angry or grudges that I'm holding or little fights I got in that I just, it's like been on a loop. You know, do you ever find yourself just chewing on a problem or chewing on a grudge, or chewing on a fight? And it's not even current. It's just kind of like a memory. And then you just go there and you just like tangle with it. That's how my brain chemistry has been prior to this period of time that I'm celebrating right now. So I'm just so pumped about sharing this amazing transformation. Thank you for listening. Let's let's take a sip of tea. Of course, this is just herbal tea and hot water that's been steeping for four minutes. So that it has no sugar. And if you're somebody who's like, but I can't drink coffee or tea without sugar. Well, my friend Stephanie Laska at Dirty Lazy Keto is excited for you to understand that artificial sweeteners, they're fine. Okay. Okay. They're fine. The purists who are really like the keto police, they will tell you, oh, you can't have artificial sweeteners because that's just artificial and it's got chemicals. Well, what do you want? Heart disease, cancer, or do you want to lose some weight and feel better? So anyway, I have no artificial sweeteners in here because I'm um, 
not interested in them. But if you put some sugar-free syrups from Tarani or some stevia, which is a natural um, sugar-less sweetener, that's really great. And cheers to you for doing that. That's your jam. I like to put a sprinkle of cinnamon in my non-negotiable coffee every morning. Drink about four cups. First thing in the morning, while I take in 20 ounces of water and I would... I, I would tell you that there's something pretty magical about that. It ends up having like a flavor. It feels really special. And the essential oils from the cinnamon kind of like get on board with the heat and the steam coming out of the coffee. And just that smell of the cinnamon wafting through the coffee smell. It just helps me breathe deeper and slow down. I just kind of like enjoy my coffee and contemplation in the morning. So pro tip there. Anyway, the book Dirty Lazy Keto by Stephanie Laska is is pretty awesome. I bought it in June before I was really woke to my situation about how I weighed 200 pounds at 5'4", and that that was leading to higher blood pressure. It was leading to more sedentary living. It was leading to feeling really sad. It was really leading to my downfall. And But here's the thing. I didn't really start the program until October. So if you buy a book and you don't read it right away, that's okay. Sometimes you just have to wait till you're really ready. You know, the stages of change, they're pretty consistent for every human. You know, there's what we call the pre-contemplation stage, then the contemplation stage, then the organization stage, and then the action stage. So it's all a continuum. I'm in the action stage, working hard to get to goals so I can enter the maintenance phase. But when I think about myself in June in pre-pre-contemplation, I found it at Fred Meyer. See how it says 25% off? I was like, keto, I've heard good things. I had done Atkins for four years, about 10 years ago. And I got great results. So I um, I got to tell you, this is a little bit better. I was eating tons of meat and that's pretty gross when you think about it because it's like a bunch of animals. Uh, I'm eating a bunch of cheese now and avocados and nuts and seeds and butter and dairy products and full fat sour cream. And, and um, life is better with, you know, a little bit less meat because 25% protein, you know, you end up using that pretty quick. And then just 5% carbs. I can't believe how great I feel. So anyway, this is a great place to start. This woman who wrote the book, she lost 140 pounds. She started off 300 pounds. Now she's wearing size four skinny jeans. So that's pretty, pretty awesome. Pretty awesome thing. Um, My book, Light 10 Up, I feel is a great resource for just the structure of lifestyle in general. Like I have 10 items in here that are very science-based. And I think this kind of walks you through how to establish a routine each day because that's what it takes. And no, it's not all a cart, you sweet, beautiful, cute person. No, it's science. You got to weigh yourself every day and have a game plan. Two times a week, you got to lift weights to maintain muscle mass. Three times a week for an hour of cardio, it's pretty much the minimum for being healthy. Four liters of water or whatever's right for your body. We go through the math in the book. Five minutes of dry brushing your skin so that you can take advantage of how tight and toned things become. My arms were huge in June. And now it's like I've been doing the dry brushing, kind of moving all the lymph to the to the lymph nodes. And like, it's like, I look at it, like, that looks like my arm. That looks like my arm. 
earlier in the year, it was not looking like my arm. And so five minutes of dry brushing. The sixth step is taking a selfie and posting it because, you know, you're accountable when you state that you have a goal and friends are standing by and they want to give you a thumbs up. And so on Saturday, the sixth day of the week, I like to take selfies. And then my friends are like, you're on the right track. And I'm like, thank you. And then it gets me motivated for a whole nother week. The seventh step of my 10 lifestyle essentials is to plan seven dinners for the whole week. Go to the supermarket one time a week so you have everything you need. So you're not looking at each other. Well, what do you want for dinner? I don't know. Let's get pizza. You know, and then eight, the step eight, eight hours of sleep. That's science. I didn't make up that rule. Mother nature wants you to get eight hours of sleep. You know, I have a friend who said she deleted the Clubhouse app off of her phone because she realized it was just taking away from her sleep. And I was really proud of her for making that choice. And I saw another post from a really dear friend of mine that's a mentor of mine. She's a chiropractor and she's always been one of those senior yoga teachers that I follow. Yeah, she, she's got a whole company now right now about helping people get enough sleep. So don't tell yourself that eight hours is not doable. It's, it's what Mother Nature wants you to do. I didn't make it up. She did. Nine minutes of meditation a day. You can fit that in. Substitute some scrolling for some sitting and breathing and contemplation or doing some Tai Chi. And then 10,000 steps a day is what you need to maintain good health. That's just science. I didn't make it up. So these 10 lifestyle essentials are written out in my book and you can do it. You know, it's two hours a day of concerted effort when it comes to your planning and prep as well as your cardio. And you can do this. I know you can. You're worth it. Thanks for listening. Okay, so the next book I wanted to tell you about is Keto Clarity. Jimmy Moore is a 400-pound person. Oh, wait, not anymore. He's height, weight, proportionate because he did keto and he has so many doctors weighing in on this book. And this is the book that seriously has changed my life. I am training for a marathon. And I've done 10 of them. I've done two Ironmans. I've done three half Ironmans and 32 triathlons as well as 10 marathons. So I'm used to this lifestyle. But back in the day, I was always using sugar as my main source of fuel. You know, have oatmeal in the morning and then, you know, uh, for lunch, you know, have a Mediterranean diet. So you've got your whole grains, you know, and then dinner, you know, have some potatoes, bread, rice, beans, or pasta next to your little serving of meat and some vegetables. No, no, no. When you eat like that, you're just using glucose to run your brain. And that's great. But you're always having to eat because you're always hungry six times a day. Well, Keto Clarity told the story to me about an ultra marathoner, you know, the people who run 100 miles. Yeah, the guy in 2012, I think it says 2012, who won the Western States ultra marathon race. That's a 100 mile event. He's keto. And he didn't take in tons of carbs. And he reported that as the day got longer, he got stronger. Well, I today ran 10 miles. And guess what I was using for fuel? I had water, I had electrolytes, and I had some coffee in my fuel belt. And at six o'clock last night, I had my last meal. And in the morning, I just had water and coffee. And so all throughout my 10-mile run, I came home about 11 a.m., and I was like, wow, I have had 20 calories since 6 p.m. yesterday. And I just ran 10 miles and I felt great. I made a meal. I wasn't even really hungry for most of it, but I ate it. And I'm here to tell you, you don't have to just be a sugar burner. 
if you are willing to switch on your ketosis, your brain will be super happy because you'll be burning fat for fuel. And if weight loss is a goal of yours, this is like so much easier than just, oh, cutting calories and moving more and hoping, praying to God you'll lose half a pound a week. God knows how much of that is muscle. Intentional weight loss, the sugar burner way, is it really successful? Is it really work? 85% of people who lose weight will gain it back within two years. That's a statistic. And I'm going to be practicing my 10 lifestyle essentials to glow by for the rest of my life to keep this weight off. And I'm going to eat keto the rest of my life and avoid the carbohydrates because I feel great. I don't feel depressed. I don't feel angry. I lost four pounds last week and I've not been suffering. I'm enjoying an occasional cocktail. I'm just not eating sugar. So I'm just excited to tell you about this. I appreciate you listening. Ketones, the preferred source of brain fuel for your brain is, is available to you. Now, here's another thing. This is what really got me excited. I was talking about this at the last episode. Lifespan, why we age and why we do not have to. But this wonderful doctor called David A. Sinclair, PhD. This book talks all about Mother Nature as your life coach has this strategy called hormesis. Basically, it translates to that which doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. The intermittent fasting practice is in this book, because he's talking about how when you really are hungry, like you have been going a few hours without your meal, your cellular sensitivity to the food that's going to be coming in, it it's just like going to be so much more rapidly and readily absorbed and put to work, but to fuel your brain and not stored as fat. Hormesis is a term that basically means when you're kind of like a little extra cold instead of like super warm and comfortable. When you are a little hungry and your body is wanting the food, these are conditions that your body then turns inward and zaps away things like cancer cells, zaps away the precursors to Alzheimer's, zaps away that which would contribute to the normal diseases of civilization heart disease, hardening of the arteries, atherosclerosis, hypertension, high blood pressure, as well as obesity and even like Alzheimer's disease. So what we're really learning is mother nature as your life coach is, is wanting you to sit down and listen, Hey, all these grains and the the things grown below the ground, like the tubers and like the potatoes and the carrots and the parsnips and you know, the, the, the nightshade things that are not so great when you think about the kind of sugar that's packed into them. When you eat like that and your blood sugar is always going up and down, over time it will wear out your cellular sensitivity to insulin. That's type 2 diabetes. And so many people are suffering with what we call metabolic syndrome X, because they're on this sugar roller coaster. And folks who self-identify as anxious, who self-identify as depressed, who self-identify as bipolar, where they're just having the highs and lows. You know what? If you get yourself into ketosis and your body is burning fuel from fat 
to create the ketones that make your brain go, you end up burning fat and not sugar and you're feeling better and you have more clarity and you're calmer. I know this to be true and it's been so effective. Only eating from 12 o'clock in the noon to six o'clock in the p.m., has opened up an entire new world of energy and clarity for me that I just had to sit down and tell you about. It's like mother nature would like to sit you down and be like, yeah, the USDA and all the nutritionists and all the food pyramids, they want you to get sick because treating diabetes, treating heart disease, treating cancer is a big business. 17% of America's gross domestic product spent on healthcare, spent on medicine, spent on treating the diseases of civilization. These are optional. These are optional. You do not have to live like this. You have a different way. And then what are you going to make? Well, you got to get the cookbook, the dirty lady, dirty lady, dirty, lazy keto cookbook by said Stephanie Laska. It's so fun. It's got cheesecake in there. It's got all kinds of soups and casseroles and snacks. And she feeds her whole family like this on a budget using coupons shopping at Walmart. So this isn't about like the high end organic 72 supplements to get your day done kind of keto. No, no, no. If you want that strategy, I've got the book for you. Oh my gosh. I love this woman. She's got a great podcast and this book is lovely, but I'm, I'm, I got an eyebrow up in her direction. Leanne Vogel here. She takes 72 supplements a day. She tests her blood for ketones like constantly. And I think it's kind of disordered. The keto diet was kind of like the primer for me. I got started on this and it really has some lovely recipes and great information, but this is the whole thing. that's like no artificial sweeteners and you can't have alcohol. Well, hold my light beer while I zip up my skinny jeans, says Stephanie Laska. You can kind of loosen the rules and enjoy eggs and cheese and avocados and olives and nuts and seeds, full fat dairy products. And yeah, artificial sweeteners, if that's your jam, a little bit of alcohol here and there, if it's the low carb varieties, and you can fashion a life around the vegetables that grow above the ground. And honestly, it, it comes down to being like two meals a day. You know, in the morning, I'll work out really hard. And then I will get my chores done around the house. And then I'll just get outside for like a walk or a run. And by the time I come home, take a shower and goof around with like the rest of chores that need done. It's like noon. And now it's time to eat. That whole time from 4 a.m. wake up through my meditation and my me time, through my yoga practice and strength training, through my getting the chores done and then going outside for a walk and or run and then coming back, taking a shower and getting myself squared away and dressed for the day and any other to-dos around the house, I'm not hungry. So by the time it's noon, I'm like, ah, yeah, time to eat. And it's been so fun. It's like, okay, should I have breakfast or should I have lunch or should I have brunch? can do that. And then with drinking the rest of my water, it's like, I'm not hungry until happy hour. And then it's time to start kicking it, make some dinner. And then we just shut it all down at six o'clock. I clean the kitchen, put on my pajamas. I dry the sink. I turn off all the lights in the kitchen. And it's just like, okay, we're in the no cow zone. And then bedtime's nice and early. We're you know, around 7, 8 p.m. Sleep for eight hours. So, you know, that might be very different from how you're living. And it's got to be baby steps, you know, and 
this is where a lot of my friends shut down and they're like, I can't get eight hours of sleep and oh, I can't get up early. You know, you know what, whatever your reasons are, that's okay. We can figure out how to like swing things a little bit more in your favor for your goals and your priorities. And a lot of that has to do with reducing things like screen time. We're just kind of figuring out what's preventing you from jumping out of bed and hitting the ground running with gratitude. Once you get out of bed early, a few days in a row, you go to bed earlier because you're tired. So one thing can lead to the other. Now, Primal Blueprint, Mark Sisson, he's the guy who told you about 10 years ago that you got to eat like a caveman. This guy's pretty strict because he's like, if it's artificial and your great-great-grandmother didn't eat it, it's not for you. But again, it's pretty heavy on the meat. And we know what happens if you eat excess meat. It just converts into sugar. So his ideas are fun because it has a lot to do with lifestyle. But again, you know, think about more fat. 70% of your calories coming from fat, 25 from protein and five from carbs. The nutritionist app, Nutritionics app on your phone, very easy to figure out how to crunch the numbers. Now for Atkins, I love the recipes because again, it's wonderful to think about how to, like the cookbook says, eat right and not less. And they have some great products. We love the sugar-free candies and the sugar-free bars. And those are just nice to round out for like a little dessert or a treat. So, you know, the Atkins, it has a place, but don't feel like it's all just meat. You know, it, it was when it was invented, but even lately they have what they call Atkins 100. They're even swinging more keto. And even our adorable friend Rob Lowe on the commercial, he looks right in the camera and he's like, Atkins, it's keto. It's free. It's always been free. There's nothing to join. I say this phrase over and over in my head because that was kind of like my moment where I was pissed and miserable and I saw his little face on the TV and I was like, oh, yeah, not eating carbs. That that, that works. I think I'm going to go back to that. So Mother Nature, as your life coach, she would sit you down and say, look, if you're eating grains, potatoes, bread, rice, beans, and pasta, yeah, that's what society expects of you, the Kellogg's Corporation and the big ag and even big pharma with all of this medicine to treat diabetes and to treat heart disease and to treat cancer. Yeah, that's what they want you to do. And that's what we've been doing as an, as a society, you know, for the last, you know, what, over a hundred years. A more natural approach to the functioning, the care and feeding of a human body, mother nature would sit you down and say, let's get you off all this sugar. If you ate more fat, it's not going to make you fat. The 90s and the whole stop the insanity diet that taught you how to look at macronutrients seriously. And this was the period where we were all eating snackles, cookies, and we're totally off of all the fats. We were just eating sugar. And it was crazy. So we're all kind of like programmed to be afraid of having fat. And I want you to really let that go. If you read the science and these resources that I've shared with you, it's really coming to light that it's sugar. And that is what is causing the fat gain. Think about it. When you take in potatoes, rice, bread, beans, pasta, these kinds of foods, grains, your body will convert it into glucose and 
this compels your pancreas to secrete insulin. This is an anabolic hormone that primes you for fat storage. And unless you're doing seven seven hours of exercise a day, or unless you're eating drastically more calories than your metabolism is burning, and how sustainable are either of those? Not very. You're going to gain fat. Sugar makes you fat. You have to get your brain around this concept. But eating no sugar, no carbohydrates, eating mostly fat, your body has no option other than to burn fat for fuel. And when your body takes stored body fat, adipose tissue, and it converts it into energy for your brain, it hits your energy as ketones. And you don't have a racing mind anymore. I'm here to tell you the Atkins flu that people get when they convert from being sugar burners to being fat burners. Yeah, it, it's about three or four or five days of misery. You got to really have a system, a game plan. And that's what the great thing about all the social media support groups surrounding these different traditions like Dirty Lazy Keto offer you. They'll, they'll talk you through it, but you can get to the other side and it is phenomenal. Can you imagine not being hungry? Can you imagine not having cravings? Can you imagine? It's really fun. It's really, really helpful and really fun. I lost four pounds last week and it, and I drank alcohol. I had my keto ice cream. I had some Atkins candies, but I only ate from 12 to six and it was like making some scrambled eggs making some avocado, having some cheese, tossing big, huge salads. We love cruciferous vegetables. Got the cabbage, got the broccoli, got the kale, got all the yummy Brussels sprouts and the kohlrabi, the little bok choys we've got ready to grill, that sort of stuff. And then accessorize a big old salad that has avocados and olives and nuts and seeds and Paul Newman salad dressing. Accessorize it with some chicken. The protein sources that we build our meals around in the dinner times are like this. Monday, it's meatless Monday. We love a good Boca burger. Tuesday, it's Taco Tuesday, so it's ground turkey. Wednesday, I like to call it Weenie Wednesday because I like the Adele's chicken sausages. That's nice to build a meal with, with some vegetables. Thursday, we like to call this salad days. So we make just a big old salad and throw in whatever meat is in the fridge there to accessorize. And then Friday, I like to make fish. So we've got some salmon that we can make with some nice steamed vegetables or grilled or broiled vegetables, even better. Saturday, I like to roast a big chicken. It's so easy. You just take a chicken. Like you buy a whole chicken, you salt and pepper it, throw it in the oven for 425 degrees for an hour, 45 minutes. Boom. It's the most romantic meal. It's just, it's so easy. You walk away, you come back and it's just this gorgeous meal. We give all the brown meat and connective tissue to my cat. And we use the white meat for salads. And then on Sunday, it's soup. You know, you take that chicken carcass, you boil it down, make a good stock, and then you've got this wonderful template. And that's what I love, that Atkins Eat Right, Not Less cookbook for us. It's got some great soup recipes. And so once you have your dinners figured out for a whole week, you're free. You know, your bandwidth is just, it's just freed up. It's not like, let's drive to a restaurant or let's order stuff. And then you find yourself eating more Indian food and pizza than you ought to be. In alignment with your goals. You know, if your goals are not to be burning fat and your goals are not to be changing your body composition, then it's fine to eat that way. But if your stated priority has to do with improving your health, this is something to consider. 
And I just, I, I'm just to finish up, I'm just excited to testify that this has been a way to have more clarity. This has been a way to feel better, get the great results. And I think it's doing good things for my body. I'm scared that I'm going to get pushback from everybody I know, especially because I know so many dietitians and nutritionists and well-meaning friends and family. It's like, is this the QAnon of nutrition going keto? You know, we have made gluten-free so accessible and acceptable that we're here to accommodate all our gluten-free friends. We accommodate our vegetarian friends. And people who are diabetic, they're not supposed to have sugar. We accommodate them. I really want to move the conversation forward with keto that it is that important to be sugar-free and carb-free that we should also honor those lifestyle choices and accommodate our friends who are practicing those. And I know that when we are cheerfully showcasing the results we're getting, you know, our friends are probably going to step up and help us out. So I'm just excited for you. Think about it. March 20th to June 20th is a neat window where that's springtime. It's about 12, 13 weeks long. You can get really good results on this for that period of time. I want to put forth to you a challenge that if you consider swinging 5% carbohydrates from March 20th to June 20th, once we get vaccinated and the world opens back up late summer 2021, I think you're going to feel pretty happy. So that's my story and I'm sticking with it. I'm just really happy that you uh, stuck around to listen. I hope that my testimony inspires you to, to ask yourself, what would it be like if I got off of the baking kick and let go of the oatmeal and the rice cakes and things that are just not serving me and just turned a page? What would it, what would, what, what, what would happen if you just took March 20th to June 20th to try this? What would happen? I think you'd be very surprised and happy. And thank you so much for listening. This has been Light Not Might. This has been Mother Nature as your life coach and your host, Danielle Day. This has been a treat from my heart to your ears. I really want to thank you for listening and I wish you the best of luck. Reach out anytime at info at openupyogateachertraining.com. That email address is info at openupyogatt.com. I'd love to hear from you. Right. So until next week, have a great week. Take really good care of yourself. And as ever, please look into the Light 10 Up 10 Lifestyle Essentials to Glow By because I wrote it for you. Right. You deserve to feel happy and great. Have a great week. Bye.